Hey guys, this is your girl Ebony Lachey, the host of the Piece by Piece podcast. Um, and I just wanted to hop on here today. Um, as some may or may not know, today is a I don't want to say detrimental, I don't want to say anything negative because I do or I am learning to believe that everything in life um definitely definitely has a lesson behind it um but today for me um six years ago is the first time that I ever experienced um domestic violence from a partner um that I was dating um and for me I have inwardly I have intentionally kept it inward um made it something that I bottled up, made it something that I um, put in the most wayward and hidden um, parts of my mind to not think about and to close off to myself because, um, as many of you know, I am definitely um, very hard on myself. And um, when thinking about it, I think I often think about how did I let something like that happen to me? Like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I see the signs or just different things in general? Um, And I guess I believe that if I placed it so far back in my mind that I could say or believe that it didn't happen to me. Um, And really believing that Um, for me, it's a feeling that I don't really think about or I don't. And this is honest to God truth. I don't remember that this was something that happened to me until I talked to um, someone else that has went through domestic violence. And by telling me their story, I started getting flashbacks in bits and pieces of what happened to me. But I'm thinking and that it's this person and then I have to reiterate and come back to terms like no ebony that was you um and i think it is it it is definitely something hard to overcome but i think that my biggest thing was i never wanted to be looked at as a victim not by my friends not by my family um not by the the people in the hospital not by the police not even by my children because my children were both of my children were present um I believe my daughter was one and my son was 10 um maybe he was nine I'm not sure but just never wanting to feel like a victim because I felt like in placing myself as a victim that made me helpless or that made me weak or that made me less than and in realizing that these things happen to people all the time every day and it's not something that should be normalized but it is very normal um and I had to realize that there is no matter what I did no matter what part I played it was definitely something that I did not deserve and thank you Jesus by the grace of God it only happened that one time and I have I have not dated anyone since that um our relationship has went to those terms or even when it has become verbally abusive um I choose to walk away and that's no matter how much I love a person no matter how much I care for them when I start to see certain signs it's kind of that little flag like hey all right it's time to go because there were so many signs that I ignored um and not 
ignored from a standpoint if he could have potentially been um, physically abusive, but signs that this wasn't this wasn't the relationship that I had for myself, or maybe we just weren't the people that we needed to be in order to make this relationship work. And I realized, like I've said in so many other podcasts, that we as women, we do play certain parts. Um, and that's neither here nor there to put yourself in a position to believe that you deserve anything that's given to you. Um, so there were a lot of things that I fought with myself about um, that I definitely still had to come to terms with. Um, I'm not sure why going into this is the sixth year because it happened in it happened in, I'm sorry, this is the seventh year because it happened in 2014. Um, uh, it either happened in 2014 or 2015. And I, I, and this is literally why I say that I've pushed it so far back in my mind um, that I, that I can't reference and I'm looking at a post that I made on this day in 2015 and the post literally just says I'm good um so obviously there you go it happened in 2015 but for me to just type those two words it was just because my I from one person knowing it spread like wildfire and people that I hadn't heard from people that I hadn't talked to people had no idea that I was even dating someone um were calling texting messaging snapchat Instagram, hey, are you okay? How's this going? People that I hadn't talked to in weeks, months, years um, were checking in on me. And for me, that made it even more traumatizing because when you think about all the all of the positive things that you do that you feel like nobody sees and that one embarrassing moment um, that everyone sees and everyone knows about, but they don't know about all of the amazing things that you've done about how you've grown so much from um, from that point. Um, so yeah, um, and I don't know why I chose to do it today, six years later, but um, I was looking up the number six right before I started recording and it says um, the number six is the number of domestic happiness, harmony and stability. Um, and I think for me, um, I was getting ready to, I'm, I'm learning that every time I'm feeling a certain way, whether good or bad, I don't need to post it. I don't need to document it. I don't need to share it. I don't need to um, put it out into the universe. The more I hold on to it and I keep it to myself, that makes it that much more special for me. And I'm definitely learning that um, as well as with the new situation that I'm in is just learning that. What's for me is for me. Um, And I don't have to brag about being happy or brag about being at peace or brag about this newfound stability that I have because I do believe that there are people that pray for you and there are people that pray on you. And it's hard to think that way, but um, I'm definitely learning that I can be happy and at peace without having to go share it with the world. Um, so for me, I think last night I had made the status and everything and I was getting ready to post it. And I'm like, no, I just want to hold on to this for a second, you know? Um, and I may reiterate and talk about it later, just six years later about how I'm feeling and how I'm so at, I'm at peace with so many things in my life. Um, but it was more so just saying like this sense of peace that I have, 
I don't know where it came from. Um, that is one thing every night that I have been praying to God for. Not money, not a new job, not a new car. I've just been praying to God like, I just want peace. I want to be able to sleep at night without taking um, sleep aids, without having to use aromatherapy things, without having to have someone laying next to me. I just want to be at peace. Um, and really getting in the habit of the mantra that what's for me is for me. Um, and that's everything in life. That's friends, that's relationships, that's money, that's jobs, that's um, at different avenues that I would like to tap into. Whatever is for me, it is for me. And there's no way that I can talk myself out of it. There's no way that I can push it away from me. Um, so seeing that harmony piece was really big for me. Um, and then looking up numerology, uh, which is something I've just been um, learning about when I'm when I'm really interested in what a number means or the, the meaning behind something. Y'all, when I tell y'all how many distractions I've had trying to record this, um, it's nothing but the devil, like legit. Um, and not, not the devil in terms of <laughs> my child. Cause my child keeps distracting me. Um, but legit the devil that to the point that he knows that for me to talk about this and for me to get this out, it's like going to be so freeing for me because it's something that I don't talk about. It's something that I don't reiterate. It's something that I don't. I don't embrace and I refuse to embrace it because I refuse to look at myself as a victim. I refuse to look at myself as someone that went through something so horrible. And it's legit like all day, like I've been facing distractions. Like, all right, I'll record later. I'll record later. I'll record later. I done cooked, cleaned. Um, I got home from work. I took a nap. Um, I got up, I put this little stand together that I bought for my kitchen, cooked dinner for the kids, cleaned my kitchen, folded some laundry. And then as soon as I, my daughter has been, everybody knows my daughter is very self-sufficient. Um, as soon as I start to record, mommy, can you this? Mommy, can I? Mommy, can I? And my daughter is pretty much um, self-sufficient. Like she doesn't need much. Um, she knows I've taught her how to like make certain things. So dinner was made. I made her plate made sure she had something to drink, all that good stuff. But just the fact that I am finally choosing to open up and talk about this is just very, I'm, I'm proud of myself, but it's definitely challenging because I could have just been like, you know what, F it. Like, I don't want to record because I keep being distracted. I keep being interrupted. Um, and I know it's just going to be that much freeing. It's like when you have one of those nights where you cry out everything that you have in you and you wake up the next day like, all right, I'm ready. Like, put on some Jeezy and let's go get it. Like, you, you guys know, um, you guys know my mantra, educated girls love trap music. But like, I know that like, once these tears are cried and they're out, I am going to be so much of a better woman for finally releasing um and I'm definitely definitely proud of myself and have given myself grace to to definitely push through 
Um, so back to it. Um, in numerology, it says that the number six is the embodiment of the heart. It represents unconditional love and the ability to support, nurture, and heal. It is a powerful force of compassion and empathy, and its warm light is a beacon of hope. Its role is to use its heart and soul to be to be of service to others. Um, and then it goes on to just talk about the, the six of numerology as it pertains to partnerships. Um, and I think just looking at those words and thinking about unconditional love and the ability to support, nurture, and heal, um, this podcast therapy, um, the even smaller group of friends that I have now, um, has definitely put me in a place that I do feel supported in all aspects. Um, and then I feel nurtured, not from a mother daughter perspective or anything like that, but like as friends, like we do have those friends that they just have a nurturing spirit about them. And then just to heal, just to let me walk in it for a second, but still like, okay, Ebony, like, now you got to bounce back, but giving me time to fully heal and to be okay. Um, and I, I am definitely grateful for that. Um, so six years ago, six years ago, yesterday, um, the person that I was dating and I, we, uh, got into a altercation. We were arguing about something earlier in the day, or maybe it was like a couple days prior um, we getting up, ended up getting into it and kind of breaking up. Our friends and family kind of knew like, oh, they break up. Like they'll be, give them a couple of days. They'll be cool. They'll be good. And um, I believe he had been out drinking um, with some friends and they dropped him off. Like, hey, he's been drinking, but he on the couch sleep. Like we finna head out by da 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 I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I was irritated because I think for myself, I had really told myself that I was done this time. So for me, I was irritated, but I'm like, whatever. Um, and while we were like into it or whatever, um, I was texting one of my friends, that's a guy. And then another guy I was texting, just, just texting, just, oh, Hey, how are you? How you been doing? I haven't talked to you in a while, whatever. Um, I think he was like asking to take me out or something. I don't really remember. Um, so I grabbed my phone. I just I think I just put my daughter to sleep. I grabbed my phone, go to get in the shower. I'm in the shower, listening to music. And then all of a sudden, um, the shower curtain is like snatched back. So he snatches my phone and then he walks off. Obviously, we knew the coast to each other's phone because we were dating. Um, so I, I think I think I got out of the shower. I don't remember. Honestly, there's bits and pieces that I remember, bits and pieces that I don't. And then I know we were having a conversation. Um, and then I was like, I said something like, you can leave or I think you should leave or whatever. And then the next thing I know, I seen a fist flying towards my face. And I didn't cry. I think it was more of like shock because he never put his hands on me. We'd argue, we'd yell, we'd scream, but he never, he'd never put his hands on me. So it was just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And... Um, I think I, I think he threw my phone at me or I grabbed my phone and I called a friend and I'm like, Hey, you need to come get him. And before I could even get it out, he snatched my phone, um, hung it up again. At this point I had already, I had gotten fully dressed. Um, I see my son like trying to like walk up on him and 
in that moment, it's like your son is trying to protect you. And everything about that just seems so wrong to me. Like, I do feel like your your son is going to be taught to protect a woman. But the choices that we make as women when we date should not affect our children in a negative way, shall I say. Um, and I remember I told my son to go, go in his room. I don't think my daughter was awake yet or she, she was waking up. I can't remember. Um, and I ran outside. I thought I had my car keys. My doors happened to be unlocked. Not sure why. Um, so I hopped in my car. I realized I didn't have my car keys. And the next thing I know, he's bamming like at the car door. Um, so I jump over to the passenger seat. I hop out and then I am like running down the street. And the next thing I know, I'm falling. Um, and after that, I wake up in the hospital. I had no idea um, the amount of time that had passed. I had no idea of what had transpired. I was told there was a, a fight at my house. There was told that my cousin, not my cousin, I'm sorry, um, that friends and um, my siblings like came rushing through the door. But like I had no recollection of any of this. And I think that's one of the things that makes it harder for me is not fully knowing what happened. Um, I am someone that needs to be in control and I need to know how things um, lay out and work out and different things like that. So for me to have this chunk of time that I have no idea what happens, um, I think that's more frustrating for me. Um, I ended up leaving the hospital. Um, but the biggest thing that I can remember is being in the hospital and they didn't want me to go to the bathroom, not because like I couldn't walk or anything like that, but they didn't want me to see my face. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm fine. Like, just let me go. Like I needed a second because I'm, I'm waking up in the hospital room and I have just people just surrounding me. And, um, I go to the bathroom and I just look at my face and I just put my head down and, I'm cleaning dried blood, like, out of my nose, out of both of my nostrils, and it's coming out in clumps. My nose doesn't hurt. I'm not really in pain. Like, I do have, like, um, I, I believe one of my eyes was, like, blackened. My nose, it, was, it wasn't it was broken. It was jammed or something like that. And then, like, my mouth hurt. But I knew, like, I think before that, one of my wisdom teeth was coming in. So I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, these are... These are all cosmetic scars, not cosmetic like that, but I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about when I see my kids, like, what are my kids going to think? And I'm in that mantra of like, what are people going to think when they see me, you know? Um, and I just, I, I just couldn't do anything but put my head down. Um, cause I was, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And, um, I ended up not going home that night. Cause I guess I found out later that my entire house had been torn up, like TVs broken, um, furniture ripped apart, blinds torn down, like all this stuff had been done. And um, I was just, I was, I was more ashamed than anything. Um, and I don't know why I was so, I was more ashamed than I was embarrassed. And I don't know why one over the other um but it definitely 
definitely um it's definitely something that I'm still learning that like you didn't you know what I'm saying like you didn't do anything wrong to be ashamed of but I think ashamed in the way of I'm someone that I typically try to make good choices for my life and I let myself down if that makes sense um so from there um I ended up doing a drastic change I ended up going and cutting all my hair off so I went back to like a super short cut um I think I went back to work like that next week I had a super short cut uh, but my mouth was still like hurting me like it was causing me so much pain even after everything else had healed and um I went to the dentist and I'm like I know it's my wisdom teeth blah blah blah. can we make sure we do this this and this and he's like well from what I'm seeing it's not your wisdom teeth so I'm like okay can somebody tell me what's going on um come to find out I had a hairline fracture in my jaw um from the whole domestic situation and I ended up having to have my mouth wired for eight weeks uh And for me, it was just like, this was the low. Like, you got through the cosmetic the cosmetic injuries or the, the bruises. Now you have to walk around with your mouth wired shut for eight weeks. And I'd come up with this whole tall tale of, oh, I went to the dentist and my mouth, my jaw was misaligned and they had to put the wires on to realign my jaw because a previous dentist I went to, blah, 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 this, this, and that, and... Whether people believed it or not, for me, the, the story made sense because the, the, the true story or the truth was too embarrassing to, 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 to fathom for me, but to explain it to anyone else and have their eyes bug out and just look at you like, whoa, like really? Um, and lo and behold, um, one of my friends that I've known since I was a teenager, um, she took me to the hospital to have the surgery done. She brought me home. Um, and then I I had somewhat got used to have my mouth wired shut once I figured out what I could, shakes I can make and different things that I could do in order to kind of be okay. Um, and then Fast forward to time to get my my wires taken off. Guess who takes me to the hospital? Um, yeah, same guy. Because I had gotten to a point where things things didn't make sense without him. And I I I had to step back for a second because I know I had met so many women family members and friends who had went through domestic situations and I judged them like if he did that like why would she go back and that's so stupid and this this and that and I it it was definitely a humbling experience because to be in it and for so long that was the person that had my back that was the person that no matter what I went through he was there he was making sure I was good when you know what I'm saying like oh I can't call on this person to do this or I could but this was my partner in crime not like not in a negative way but like he had my back and I had his and so for so long I stayed away but it just didn't feel right and eventually I don't I don't even remember how it happened I think I went to see his mom and he was there and it was just more so like it just it just fit 
And I truly definitely had an experience of what it feels like to 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 be in a situation where this is the person that you should hate and you should be mad at and you should fear or whatever the case but this is the closest thing that you have to normalcy this is the closest thing you have to a comfort zone and that's not to say what he did wasn't wrong or anything like that but I just had to I had to humble myself because I was very judgmental of other women like why would they let him do that and then go back to them um we are not together today um but I did at one point in our lives, I wrote him a letter letting him know that I forgave him because for me, that was something I needed to do for my healing. Because like I said, I didn't want to be a victim, but then I also know that I I, I couldn't hate someone, um, but I knew that my forgiveness could be freeing for him. And that's when I knew that I had matured as a person because that was something that I needed to do. Like, I, I, I knew I couldn't have that conversation face to face, but I knew that I needed to write that letter in order for me to feel free. Um, I didn't know or I wasn't sure if it would be freeing for him, but I knew it was something I needed to do for me. And it turns out that after we had had the conversation, it was kind of like I, I beat myself up about that. I beat myself up about that a lot, which were his words, but... I thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? Like we both to this day, we don't know fully what happened because it was a, I'm not gonna say it was a freak accident, but it was one of those things where it's kind of like, why, how, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Um, And I say that to say, for me, I'm so big on pushing relationships with people, not realizing that people can be in your life and and not make it a romantic thing. Because there are things that you can find out about a person um, in the worst way versus if God is telling you that someone is not for you romantically for you to listen. So like me and this man, we could have been the best of friends. And even actually now, like we're we're pretty good in terms of communication and like, hey, how are you? And just having those conversations, you know what I'm saying? But I pushed. I don't, I don't think I pushed it like I made him be with me or anything like that. But, like, we could have been okay as friends. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you, you have to learn a lesson to realize that things don't need to go the way that you want them to go. Because this is things on an extreme of you falling so far out of God's alignment that this is what had happened in order to bring things back on track. Um, and I hopefully, hopefully me saying that makes sense. Because I know to some people they may say, you think God made that happen to you? No, I don't. But I know that there are things that happen when we get so far out of God, out of where God has aligned us to be. Um, so I truly hope that that doesn't come off misconstrued or that doesn't come off in a way that people believe that I'm blaming God for what happens to me. So I'm definitely not. Um, so I am signing off. Um, this took a lot out of me. I truly feel like I'm exhausted right now. Like I feel like I worked an eight hour shift just in the small time of recording this, um, just because it was definitely a weight on my shoulders, but it was something that I needed to get out and something that I needed to do for me. It was the next step in this process of healing. Um, so I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, I appreciate the no judgment zone and I appreciate all the empathy and sincerity um, that come with well wishes. Um, As always, follow me 
on Facebook and Instagram, um, Peace by Peace Podcast, P-E-A-C-E-X-P-I-E-C-E Podcast. Um, And I will see you guys soon. Peace out.